tuning in to the Use Guys and That podcast. You can find us across all podcatchers, and our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is at UseGuysPod. Email us at info at useguyspod.com or useguysandthat at gmail.com. You can find our entire podcast library at useguysandthat.podbean.com. You can also listen to us on youtube.com, search for Use Guys and That podcast, you can also listen to us on bitshoot.com forward slash channel forward slash use guys pod. You can also listen to us on lberry.tv forward slash at use guys pod. And we're also on subscribestar.com forward slash use guys pod. While you're at it, you can also check out our very own website. That's useguyspod.com. On there, you'll find links to all of our shows. We also have a lovely merchandise section, so if you would like to support the show, you can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs for yourself or loved ones. And Jay has also compiled a lovely suggested reading list, which I suggest you check out for educational purposes. You can also support us at our Patreon, and it's patreon.com forward slash useguyspod. We only have one tier available, and you can support us for only $2 a month. On there, we have exclusive B-Sides content that we have. That's never going to get released to the public. That is for our Patreon subscribers only. And we currently have hours and hours of content on there for your listening pleasure. And there is also a chance for a new subscriber to win a t-shirt. So go ahead and if you choose to support us, you get a chance to win that t-shirt. And you can also find our Twitter handles, our personal Twitter handles. Um, Jay is at Jay Colo, and That's J-A-Y-C-O-L-E-A-U. Angel is at Angel underscore Soundgirl, and that's A-N-G-E-L underscore S-O-U-N-D-G-I-R-L. You can find myself, uh, Chris G. I am at The Bloodletting, spelled just like it sounds. And you can also find our additional host, Brian. You can find his handle at Brian P789. And just as a reminder, the show handle is at UseGuysPod. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This is the Use Guys in That podcast. Uh, we have some uh, news that we have to, to get through. Uh, for those of you who have been listening this whole time, you've been wondering probably deeply somewhere in, your, in the back of your brain, your psyche, who is this Randall person? Why does Randall appear and disappear, then appear again, and then disappear to do mushrooms in West Virginia? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's good shit. Highly recommend. Well, number one, he's back, but there is no Randall. There's only Zool. Actually, it's not Zool. <laughs> uh, we've been giving it away if you've been paying attention for long enough because he's yeah, being right. tagged in every fucking thing that we put out there. His name is Brian. Yeah, with a say, Y. On top of the gaps that both of both. Jay yeah, the and slips. <laughs> yeah, the slips that Christopher and I, Brian, I, I mean Randall. Uh, you know, so <laughs> it yes. Was a very thin veil, but I mean, it was it was fun. Yeah, nobody said anything. I guess they didn't yeah. give a fuck or they weren't paying attention either way. The joke's on you guys. Ha ha ha. I don't ha, think ha. anybody that would have gotten me in trouble gave a fuck or even knew about it. So well, it's okay. We're gonna rewind the tape a little bit. So <laughs> in March, when Randall came on. This was before the Jameson episode when we got trashed for three and a half hours in the studio on our older equipment, and I drank Southern Comfort like an absolute barbarian. And the Jameson that I had, I gave to Brian slash Randall. Remember, Randall's going away. It's not Randall. Randall got lost in the woods in West Virginia. He's not coming back. <laughs> or you know what? Maybe we should have thought about this. There would have been like an epic fight to the death on the cliff side while well, you were both on mushrooms. West Virginia. The sea. So, that's like, what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So they had this epic fight on the cl- on like the side of a mountain, and unfortunately for Randall, he did not emerge victorious in this uh, Kumite hand to hand combat in West Virginia <laughs> on psychedelics while on psychedelics. Fucking hillbilly Kumite. <laughs> yes. So really, Rand- Randall was simply just Brian's dark passenger, and he just dumped him off in fucking West Virginia. <laughs> that's that's a good one too. I like that. I like that option as well. We had to come up with a moniker because at the time Brian was still in the service of His Majesty's government uh, as a member of the United States. Can we say? Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's a Marine. Uh, but he's uh, he's finished. His contract has expired, and like a good man, he got on with the rest of his life, and is having a good time, making more money than I am. That's for goddamn sure. Uh, I'm I'm glad that we don't have to pretend that you're somebody you're not, Brian. So welcome well, we back do to it the a show. Bit every day, anyway. That's true. <laughs> so uh, just to let everybody know. Randall is not. Randall's in West Virginia somewhere. We, I mean, we lost him in the in the jungles of West Virginia to the Kong. I guess I don't know. Um, <laughs> he was telling me about the rabbits the last time I saw. Him. <laughs> Brilliant. So <laughs> I was talking to I was talking to Chris and I was talking to Angel and they're both going to tell us a little story. Like if you could write into our show, I'd like to hear your guys use guys' story <laughs> about being coerced into voting. And when I mean coerced, maybe not coerced, maybe, um, I don't know, prodded to vote, prompted to vote. Uh, we talked about this when Sal was on once about when you speak out about how, number one, there is no voting. It's a selection. Uh, number two, uh, your vote doesn't count. We covered that topic. Actually, we did. Statistically, we did cover it. Even Freakonomics has an, uh, an article. You can go back to that show and check out our show notes. So, uh, Angel, what happened at work? What, what was uh, what was the big beef that you were telling me about? So everybody was talking about going and voting and et cetera, all that. And so I'm asked, I'm approached, hey, are you going to go vote? And I said, no, I'm not going to go vote. And they're like, what? You're not going to go vote? And I'm like, absolutely not. No, it's a shit show. Why would I participate in this shit show? Like, it's so bad. I'm not going to go vote. And I got like questioned five or six times and I said no I'm not going to go vote and then another person that I work with was like well 
you should go and vote. You you have to let you have to vote for Trump. Like Trump has to win over Biden. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You've convinced me. I'm going to go and vote. I'm going to go very early. I'm going to I'm going to vote early and vote often. <laughs> That's the right yeah. answer. That's the right answer. She's going to vote hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when it, this is I had a similar experience. And but uh, before uh, before we get to that, I want I want Christopher to tell tell us what ha- it's ironic that this both happened to you relatively at the same time. So go ahead, Christopher. What happened? So I had one of my coworkers approach me today, and uh, they, they 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 had literally just discovered who Joe Jorgensen was. Oh, <laughs> oh, like literally, yeah, literally just discovered who she was, and uh, I have been biting my tongue because I mean I'm obviously I'm not libertarian. And even if I were libertarian, I'd be more of a philosophical and not necessarily a political libertarian. Sure. Uh, but he was like, he was like, why is it that all these libertarian candidates always seem like nut jobs? And I'm like, I'm biting my tongue, you know, because I'm like, it, if, if if there if there would be a political party that I would have to align with, and I and and I believed in the system and I was going to vote, it would be libertarian. Sure, but but so I'm I'm just biting my tongue because he keeps going off, but, but you know talking about like uh, you know libertarians being nut jobs and blah 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 blah. But and I was trying to keep my cool because I really I try not to get into too much political discourse with people at work. Like as a rule of thumb, like with my coworkers, two things I don't talk about, and that's religion and politics. Those are like the two things that really get people riled up. Yeah, and people and if people knew like what I really thought, like oh my, they would fucking lose their goddamn minds like i'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an atheist anarchist buddy <laughs> yeah. some people would really lose their fucking minds but but what 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 when i had to say something to him and it was the one thing that gets under my just because it's such a bs talking point and i hear so many people like like he was like he's like i just don't understand like this just isn't the election to be voting for somebody else he's like so i'm just gonna have to vote for biden and I just, I just, I looked them dead in the eye, and I'm like, they say that every fucking election. And he's like, what? Yep. I'm like, they say that. I was like, every single fucking election, they say they try to convince people to not vote third party. And then with with the last election in 2016, when Trump won, they blamed it on people who voted for third party candidates. And uh, you know, you hear all these people like, oh, this is not the time to be voting with your conscience, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, they want you to just shut your fucking brain off and go fucking vote for one of the two fucking pants shitting fucking dementia fucking robots that they have. No, I know. And uh, like my coworkers were like yelling like, what? You're not going to go vote? What? What are you talking about? And I'm like, it's definitely not a cult. What? Like, why do you even care if I vote or not? Like, what, yeah, what does not it matter all, to but- you? But yeah, that's why I, I looked him like, like I said when he when he said that, that this is not the election. Like I, I looked him dead in the eye, and I was just like, the two choices that they've given us both have dementia, <laughs> and they're both like old men. It's just like I, and and the, yeah, he was like, he was bewildered when I told him that, but uh, but th- that's kind of where I ended the conversation. I was really like trying to not like make too much eye contact with him, trying to end the conversation. Yeah. But like I said, like when he used that like that stupid talking point that like, oh, this is not the election. Like, shut like I went to shut the fuck up, dude. Shut the <laughs> fuck up and get the fuck away from me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wanted to tell him, but I but I didn't. I kept my cool. 
So like I said, I try not to get into too much political discourse with people at work. Like people would just lose their minds if they really knew what I thought. And it was just like, but like I said, he, he just used that stupid, that NPC fucking talking point. Yeah. <laughs> like this, this is not the, and that just, that, that, that touched a nerve in me. I, I had to say something. Well, yeah, what because- I really wanted to do was fucking start poking him in the chest and be like, listen, here, you fucking twerp. I'm a goddamn anarchist and I don't give a fuck about any of the candidates. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny though what happens to their programming. It's it's almost like you're short circuiting. Right, them, right. You know, it's like, like uh, does not compute. Uh, right, does not compute. <laughs> exactly. That's what, and, go ahead, go ahead, Brian. Oh, I was just gonna say what kills me though is like, it didn't even matter who you were going to vote for if you were going to vote. It's like if you say no, it's because like, it's like I could say Trump and they wanted me to vote for Biden. It's like all right, I'm against you, I guess. But it's like if you flat out just say no to all of it, yeah. It's like, they get more offended, but it's like, I'm not taking away from you. I'm just not also adding to you. It's like, I don't even exist. Don't think about me. Like, but they just see that. It's like, Oh, like maybe if there was some way to reach you, I could make you vote my way. Like they don't care about you or what you want. It's just like, like, and that's, uh, that's why I fucking hate so much about what's going on on the internet now. Cause it's like, you have to, I don't like what somebody said, so I have to deplatform them. I have to gatekeep. I like no one else should be able to see or hear this shit because I can't tolerate it. Oh, and that's I'm like, like no, like what the fuck? Like I want to see this shit. Like, and I know we'll probably talk about it later. And I'm not trying to get down a rabbit hole, but it's just like all the fucking Joe Rogan shit. They're like, I can't believe he had Alex Jones on that show and he spouted all this far right propaganda. It's like, dude, it's like getting cyberbullied. Just turn the computer off. Like they can't right. follow you. Right. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like, like, I don't want to hear anything about the oh, far right this and far right that. Like, they fucking fact checked them every step of the goddamn way. Yeah, I honestly. Like, they stopped. They literally, every time he'd say something, they'd stop and Joe would be like, Jamie, can you look that up? Yeah. It was (laughs) like, like, Jamie, look that up. They ground the show to a halt. And I'm just like, oh, man, like, Joe, like, you're kind of bogging it down. But I see what he's doing. Like, I see because he's been nothing but criticized. And it's like, fuck, I used to hate Alex Jones. I was like, this guy's fucking insane. But then it's like, over the years, it's like, man, like, pesticides really are turning the sex into the frog. And and that's what kills me is like, they were fact checking him and everything, everything he said was fucking true. And I was like, no, like, this can't be right. Like, all my friends, they say he's crazy. But I'm like, what the fuck? I still think he's crazy. And I love the the guy. Yeah, he's he's definitely crazy. But like, he, uh, like, I mean, and that's just the thing. Like, I understand what you're saying where, like, it ground – ooh, excuse me. I burped, my bad. Uh, I, I understand what you're saying where it, like, ground the show to a halt. But, like, Alex Jones just talks so fucking fast. Like, yeah, it was. Like, that, yeah. dude, that dude just starts ripping, man, and he just fucking goes for the jugular. And it's just, like it, – it, like, it sucks. Like, like on, on the one hand, like, it's cool that he's, like, fact-checking and that they're finding – not that they're fact-checking him, but the fact that the fact-checking is proving – that the shit that he's saying is correct. So it's just like, like anybody that's just like, it just kills me. Cause they're just like, how dare you speak the truth? And it's like, Jay and I were talking about this earlier is the, with the Orwell quote that Ron Paul used. It's a, in an oh, empire yeah. of lies, truth is treason. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's exact. It's like a perfect example of that right there. Like, I don't care if you don't like the dude, I understand he's a bit of a fucking nut job, but like, God damn it. Like when that motherfucker's right, he's fucking right. And he's right about, most of the shit he fucking talks about yeah because what was it like bohemian grove they were talking shit about Mm -hmm. him but it was like him and one other guy like snuck in and filmed the entire fucking thing yep like he sure did (laughs) 
he's and the, it's he's the reason why it all the rumors were validated. If it wasn't for him going there, it would still just be a rumor. And then when he confronted that one jerk off, that the yeah, he got all sorts fucking, of pissed off about that's it. That's not gentlemanly. This is ambush fucking uh, reporting. Yeah. Gotcha journalism. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. They, you know what's not gentlemanly? Using drones and hellfire missiles on innocent people. You know but, what's not right. gentlemanly is having uh, sex with kids. At Bohemian Grove, ah. while allegedly Hunter S. Thompson records the fucking snuff film. That's not gentlemanly. Like, I just listened to a podcast about that too, with like the Franklin cover up, and I'm like, yeah. fuck, dude. Like, That's... I love Hunter S. Thompson. I do but, too. Like, what the fuck is all this shit? I know. That Franklin cover up is, uh, that's the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, they were talking about like, fucking kids in the ass and then shooting them in the back of the head and like making other kids do shit to yes. them and i was like holy shit like what yeah, yeah and then when they took the the poor uh, the poor deceased uh, child's body and dumped it out of an airplane and they told uh, the the other kid that one of them that performed the act uh don't worry the men in the hoods will find him his name is paul Bonassi, and you can find the uh his interviews on youtube where it was recorded while he was in like lockup i i don't know if it was juvenile hall like a juvie type of situation or if it was like actual jail, like he had just turned 18 and got arrested. But I think it was when he was in juvie. I'm not 100% sure, but his name is Paul Bonassi, B-O-N-N-C-A-I, I believe that's how you spell it. Um, anyways, we'll, we'll link to the YouTube videos in the show notes so you can watch them. But yeah, that shit fucking because i had like a five hour drive and i just listened to like three hours of that i was like oh my god like i need a shower this is disgusting yeah it's really but, bad it's really yeah, bad um, it wasn't a good way to kick off a trip i don't know why i did that to myself well yeah i mean <laughs> yeah i guess you're a glutton for punishment but at the same time it's good to know these things because you know it, it happened, it happened. It, it's you know it happened that's absolutely right uh like this is the shit they're letting us know like what the fuck Oh yeah! Imagine what goes on apart from what we know. I it's I, I don't even know if I want to know. You know, it's it's the stuff of nightmares. It really is. But it's funny how uh, I to correl- you know to talk about the story that you guys you know have talked about with your coworkers. I also have coworkers who were statists. <laughs> imagine that, and uh, they uh, got on my case because they asked me if I was voting. I said absolutely not. And they asked me why. I said I cannot. I am not qualified to pick someone to tell you how to live your life and to make rules to live your life. And I, and I find it an immoral decision. And both of them are Christians. Okay. So if you can figure out where I'm going with this, good for you. I already see the path you're heading down, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Fellow traveler. Uh, and you know me, I'm, I, I don't believe in anything. Uh, we believe in nothing. We believe in nothing, Lebowski. And tomorrow we'll cut off, come over and cut <laughs> off your Johnson. <laughs> but they're both Christians. They're both Christians, and they're basically telling me, well, they are picking from the lesser of two evils. And I, I said it's, I, I find it interesting that two people who profess belief in Christ, who is to reject all evil and all, all works of evil, you're still going to compromise your beliefs <laughs> at the altar of the state. Right. Yeah. And then I got into it. Not into it. There was. It was a friendly conversation. I didn't. Because you, you, there's a time to, to come in hot and then there's a time to be more diplomatic. And I was much more diplomatic because I have to see these people every day. And I, and I like them. I like them. And I told him, I said, you know, 
just I think you should you know keep it in mind because you know one of my coworkers gets very upset about the national anthem and the kneeling and the magic sky cloth and all that other stuff and you know <laughs> I just I, first of all I said I don't even know why we we play the national anthem before games. Oh I, shit! I just want to. I just want to watch hockey. I, I I really don't give a fuck if it's played in Canada or fucking Kazakhstan. Could you drop the puck? Let's 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 have some hockey. But I also told them. I said, listen. Do you realize what you're doing is a form of worship, because you're standing at attention and you're singing these words and you're willing to let your children be sacrificed to Uncle Sugar for Uncle Sugar's purposes. Like, I thought the Bible said somewhere that you can, you, man can only serve one master, and, you know, you have to, you have to choose between, you know, God and whatever. I, I, I think that that's really lost on a lot of people, and it's funny how they blend this patriotism with nationalism. And I think we've seen this before. I think Fuck that yeah, this dude. I think this tape has been played before. And I hey, find it incredibly it, dangerous. Didn't it play out in like the nineteen thirties. Like, something like uh, that. Something yeah, it was like, like that. Somewhere over in Deutschland. Hey, when yeah. this shit happens here and it's scored by fucking Toby Keith, it sounds a lot better. That's true. <laughs> than some fucking Prussian <laughs> military band. Yeah. But fucking you were talking about I'm sorry, I, I don't want to interrupt. Go on. Go on. The national anthem thing, uh, and like the sky cloth and that shit. Ah, oh, fuck. I, you need to read this book. I need to finish it, but it's called the electric Kool-Aid acid test by Tom Wolf. And it's back in the 1960s following around Ken Kesey, the guy that wrote one flew over the cuckoo's nest and like all that shit, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. So back in the sixties when LSD was legal and you could get paid $75 to have it like given it given to you by a doctor just so they could like see what happened like that whole shit they started going around in this fucking bus around the country with like mixing just Kool-Aid and LSD and like giving it to people finding all this weird shit that happened. It's fucking whack. Just listening to it. But they went, they were with some fucking group. Um, for some reason, the young Turks comes to mind, but that's, I don't think it was them. It was like this evangelical group that was having, uh, it wasn't a protest. It was just kind of like this big, outing or whatever and they had like a stage set up and they had all the all these people talking and I, they wanted Keezy to speak and he gets up on stage and he looks at the american flag and he's talking about patriotism and all this shit and then he just rips the flag down and steps on it and everybody gets fucking pissed but then like somehow i don't know how he was able to like talk his way out of it that they didn't just like murder him right there but it's like something about getting attached to the symbols instead of what they represent like Ooh. And I just thought that was very interesting because it's like how much shit in your life is it like, are you really, do you really care about what it represents or do you just care about the symbol? Because like that, uh, it's fucking weird. I'm doing a terrible job, but solid book ties right in would definitely recommend it. And then, uh, fuck, there's something else about voting. Oh man. It doesn't work. Oh, well, no. Well, yeah, that, but no, the thing, <laughs> the thing that I get hit with a lot with like, I have a lot of woke friends and like a lot of people that went to nice colleges and stuff. And, uh, they, their big thing is that it's like to say you're not voting. It's like a privileged position. Or I do know a lot of women that are afraid that like their rights to their bodies are going to be stripped from them or changed in ways that they haven't seen before. And it's like, I get that, 
but I'm not the one making any of that shit happen at but, the same time. But so, they're like, never going to reverse any of that. They can't. It's precedent. Yeah, like I agree. The way yeah, I don't know. I'm not even talking. Like I don't know how it, how they would even go about doing any of that shit. But like, it's just stuff that people come to me with, and it's like, huh, that's like a I guess a newer one that I haven't been hit with in a while. So let me take some time to think about it. Because yeah, I don't want to do like a violent argument about it. It's like, these are my friends or it's people I see every day at work. Sure. And it's like, how the fuck are we even talking about this? Cause like, I don't want to do this cause sure. I, I enjoy having this job. Um, but, uh, yeah, the privilege one comes in a lot though, because it's like, all right, if you say you're not going to vote, that means you can accept where you are and that you are comfortable with where things are at. And it like plays into your hand better than it plays into somebody else's. That's like, the woke position. That's the well. It comes from people that have said woke things. Maybe that's not the woke position, but yeah. it gets grouped Check in. Check your privilege, bro. But yeah, it's literally just that. And I'm like, I mean, shit. Things aren't that bad for me. Like, I'm not like I. But it's like I also work. I have like I pay out for my own insurance. Like I have a job. Um, I'm not just like living off the system. And oh man, I'm getting out in the weeds here. But it's like there's also lots of shit that I don't like. But it's like. I am able to – it doesn't really affect me day to day but like, as much. But, like, the thing like, that I don't get is why they don't even have the presence of mind to say, why would I want to participate in a system that would allow another person to take away what I feel is my right as a woman to do whatever I want to with my body? Like, See, that's also a good point. I don't know why they don't think about it that way. Because they're fucking retards. That's why. <laughs> Oh, shit. Um, but it's also kind of like, it's the same argument, I guess, with like voting third party. They're like, oh, you're just taking a vote away from my candidate. But it's like, well, no, dickhead, if enough people voted third party, like you wouldn't have to worry about it. But it'll never happen because like, we know it's been doing this for fucking ever as long as third party's been a thing because nobody wants to take that step. It's like that fucking comic where it's like there's a dictator or whoever standing on a board and they're dangling out over the edge of a cliff and it's like there's 10 yeah. people standing on the other end of the board and it's like one guy steps off it doesn't do shit but it's like if they all just stepped off the dickhead would fall into the cliff like down into the valley i get right? it like i, I understand it's, it's that kind of thing and it's like i realize now i'm never gonna get anywhere people aren't just they like i don't know i don't I don't really know why people should listen to me. Maybe they shouldn't. And it's up to them to decide why or they would do that. So, yeah, they could come to the podcast and like, hey, if you want to listen to me, be stupid. Good good for you, I guess. I don't think it's but, that. But the problem is, is the, first of all, I take exception with a lot of that, a lot of that position. Simply be first of all, before are, are we playing the Roe v. I'm, I'm, am I being daft or is it the Roe v. Wade that everybody's worried about? I think they're about? worried about Roe v. Wade. Okay, all right. So let's yeah, take that. Yeah. So prior, so do you mean to tell me that prior to that Supreme Court decision, there were no abortions? No, there there were right. Of course there were. Now they're I understand less safe, less safe, less regulated, whatever but, you want to call it. But it was still available because there was a need, and the market steps in. Now, yeah, sure. Is it going to be done in a fucking Ramada Inn instead of a, a completely sterile and sanitized facility? That's correct. Fuck you know? no. And then you get the comparison to other developed countries that aren't doing alleyway abortions. It's just like something you could go do at a hospital sure. or wherever. <laughs> so. it's, we, here's the thing, too. We can, we can blame a lot of this. I mean, sure, yeah, the conservatives are going to take a big chunk of the blame because – they're the pro-life people, and, yeah. you know, as an anarchist, I am a pro-life person, but I'm also, I am a pro-choice by default because, listen, 
I think you should be allowed to do whatever you want. I'm yeah. glad I'm not in that position. I'm not in a position to tell you what to do. But right. I definitely think you should, like, I know people personally that had to have it done for yeah. financial reasons. And I completely applaud them because they did the responsible thing. You know what I mean? Not having yeah. more children and being financially strapped more than they already are. And here's you know? the thing, like, I'm a man. I can't get pregnant. I should not be the one making this decision for other people. Like, that's it right there for me at least like i will never know what it's like i will never know the complications i will never be in that position so it's like i will just see myself out i don't have to get involved it's not my fight and it's not i i completely agree with angel i understand that people are very afraid with um i guess all this has come to the front again because mr trump has now gotten three supreme court justice nominations passed so he got uh, what is her name? Uh, Amy B- Amy Barrett. Amy, or... Amy Barrett. Yeah, yeah. She apparently is further to the right on their political scale than Justice Scalia. Uh, I still don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it'll even be addressed. No, I, no, I don't think it will either. And like I pointed out on the episode, the last episode with Sal, like the Roe v. Wade decision was made uh, with a majority Republican nominated. Supreme Court, like five of the seven justices that, you know, decided to, you know, keep abortions legal for, you know, uh, under the, uh, what is it, the, the, uh, you know, privacy, it fell under, you know, you know, the provision of privacy and blah, 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 blah. But like five of those seven judges that voted in favor were all like Republican nominated. So like people are like losing their minds over this, but it's just like, I don't think they like understand history or or haven't like really like read into it or don't understand the shit behind it like you said i don't even think it's gonna come up again yeah and i think also too it's kind of like fear-mongering to see if people still really care about you know uh if they have a right to choose with their own body and i think like the you know the government throws that in there once in a while to be like do people still really care about that or are we allowed to make those decisions again like i just think that you know it's something along those lines too that it's something to kind of get them riled up but to also see how much they really care about it that's why like it comes in cycles yeah like it comes in cycles like it's always oh abortion 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 they're gonna take our right to choose away right to choose whatever and then it's guns 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 and then after that it's oh the lgbtqaii you know community and then it's it's like it comes in cycles and i think it's are there more letters now or are you just doing that for emphasis no that's the that's real those are all the letters yeah what do they stand what are those ones for um, LGBTQA is, uh, I think for ally, a- a- asexual, asexual ally, and then I, I forget what I stands for. No, there's a big, there's a big list. And yeah. It, let it, me it, it, stand I mean, by. Yeah. I'll look it up and let you know. Okay. Look it up. I think, I think I is intersex. Yep. I is intersex. You're right, Chris. But then there's two other I's. Oh no, there's two A's. L-L-G-B-T-Q-A-A-I. Plus. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Plus. So like, oh, man. Um, there's more. There's more letters, Angel. There's more letters than. That, oh yeah, there what, is. Um. They got a, There's a plus yeah, usually. I think it's. And by the way, I just want you know, for the record, we're not shitting on anybody who identifies as whatever. We literally could not care less. That's great. You, you right. do you, boo boo. 
You, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're a dude and you love sucking dicks. More power to you. You're a fucking chick and you're a hole licker and not a pole sticker. Yeah. Fucking go for it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Have a ball. The, I guess it's... <laughs> as long as it's not kids, man. Like, Yeah, we don't care. Right, right? Yeah, exactly. That's not a sexual orientation, you fucking deviant. Well, they, like, people try to slide <laughs> it in there. Like, yeah, oh, it, they do. They do, definitely. Definitely, man. Like, I've even seen people, like, there's, like, people that have given TED Talks about it. Like, legit TED what? Talks. What? Yeah, man. Like, Why aren't people trying to get rid of the fucking TED Talk thing, then? It's like, you know oh, why. Fucking kids. Why you can't we know why. Like, Come so, on. Right? I'm, just, I'm now, just saying. This, like, on the same token. Like, yeah. This, go, article, go this article is from 2015, and I just pulled it up um, real quickly. It's from the BBC, um, and it's... The letters are L G B T Q Q I A A P. So that's Jesus. yeah. Well, the the second right. Q is for questioning. Isn't yeah. it? it sounds yeah. like it sounds like you're fucking glitching out if you so, say it fast enough. Yeah. So it's lesbian, <laughs> gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, allies, asexual, and pansexual. All right. The queer was questioning. Is there? There's a difference. I, I Again, guess. well, the original meaning, the original translation for queer means strange or different. Okay. Uh, queer then queer was just another way to say that you were gay, I believe. You know, it's like oh, a person X is queer. I feel like that did come become synonymous, but that might not be like the original intention. But now it's a pejor. I thought that was a pejorative. See, okay, yeah. so here's the here's the definition. Queer originally used as a hate term. Some people oh. want to reclaim the word while others find it offensive. It can be a political statement, suggests that someone doesn't want to identify with binaries, male versus female, homosexual versus straight, or that they don't want to label themselves only by their sexual activity. And okay. then questioning is a person who is still exploring their sexuality or gender identity. Okay. Fabulous. Okay. All right. Um... I I, they, I don't know I I don't know what I don't know what to do with all of that. That's fine. I'm just you know that's once again you're talking to people on an individual basis. It changes everything as opposed to how their group identifies. You know how they identify personally is fine, but when you start lumping people into groups and then they have to act a certain way, like Chris Chris and I know a person who went from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum, and I had to unfriend this person on Facebook because I was so irate by how stupid they became because then this this lady and chris knows who i'm talking about this lady posted mm -hmm. do actually do americans actually understand what marxism is because she's now woke and because she she she's she's gone from being a i guess a person who was more heterosexual but she identified as being bisexual and now she's living full-time with people who are women which is great that's fine and uh, then she bought into the whole woke culture, and then she had the balls to post. Does anybody, do, do Americans even know what Marxism is? And I'm like, I, I not only am I not going to lecture you because <laughs> you're not going to listen, because I'm, I'm a recovering Marxist, so I do know what Marxism is, and you certainly don't fucking know what Marxism is. You have no idea. Okay, you couldn't even you couldn't even argue the, the the labor theories. You couldn't you couldn't argue any of it. Like it's it's well past your pay grade as an individual. And you know, just and I love it how th some of these groups find these strange allies. And there, meanwhile, if you pull up quotes from communist leaders about what to do with homosexual people, they want to kill them all. They want to kill them all. Oh, I just like che, che Guevara is like one of the worst, and I see so many people from like. 
the LGBTQQAA plus 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 community. Uh, I see so many of them. Like, like I, I think we, you and I saw that, didn't we, Jay? It was like a fucking Che Guevara shirt with like a fucking yeah. There was in the like pride a colors, pride flag behind it. Yes. Like, and it's just like you guys, like none of you guys would have been. You wouldn't have been. He, che would not have been cool with you. You guys would have been sent to labor camps and worked till you fucking died. I've always kind of wondered about. Like, I don't get how people do that. Like they. I want to say play both sides of the coin, but it's like I don't think they see that there are two sides that are completely different. But like, what? Like you said, they would have been put in a work camp. Like, but why? Yeah. Did you not look beneath the surface at all? Like, I don't understand. I, I have, it, I have it, the quotes. That whole thing, like you were talking about just a little bit ago, like where these things become symbols, and it's like, do we even understand the meaning behind the symbols, or is it just a symbol? There it is. That's well said. Yeah. I do have the quotes, uh, Comrade Engineer and the rest of the gang. Uh, (laughs) We'll start with the father himself, Karl Marx. Quote, they are worse than pedophiles, end quote. Jesus. Joseph Stalin, quote, it's a pathological bourgeois vice. Mao Zedong, the greatest killer of the 20th century with 60 million human beings under his belt. Quote, it is a capitalist perversion. And Fidel Castro, the scourge of Cuba, quote, a homosexual cannot be a revolutionary. Take note. I want people to fucking hear that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. Che Guevara, uh, the scum of the earth, quote, hard work will make them real men, end quote. (laughs) And Salvador Allende, quote, there is a cure against homosexuality, end quote. So these are your prominent... uh, well, late 19th and early 20th, mid 20th uh, century uh, communist heroes in the pantheon of gods. Hey, they weren't real communists, though, okay? So, no, I'm, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I got to take notes. That wasn't real communism. Oh, America. Inter- that's, and I'll okay, tell you, and I'll tell you what, there's a difference between personal and private property. I love hearing that one. Don't understand it. <laughs> I love hearing that one. That's a good. Oh one. my big, god! Is the it? big argument I get is that America intervened in foreign affairs and toppled all of these governments constantly, including and, the Soviet Union. Well, uh, they're I mean, more talking like Venezuela, like developing countries that are communist. I well, okay, so try to I, be communist. I will give. I will give. Okay, so. A lot of a lot of people don't know that there was an ex- American expeditionary force that went to Russia during the Civil War. I don't know if anybody knows that or not. the uh, The United States and several and the British and several of our allies from the Great War went into Russia to help the White Russians defeat the Red Army. It's it, abs- it absolutely happened. In fact, the Japanese, I believe, uh, uh, occupied the eastern city of Vladivostok, which is on the Pacific Ocean side. It's right by North Korea. It's in that little okay. corner of Russia. Uh, they, they, I believe they occupied Vladivostok, and then we had the, uh, the American Expeditionary Force that went over there to help them. So there was an intervention, but obviously it wasn't successful now, was it? Because who won that fucking war? Okay, the Red Army won that war. M- meanwhile, killing tens of thousands of anarchists. We've t- we've covered this on this show extensively. I hate yeah. to repeat myself. Do uh, you think that's okay. more of an exception and not the rule kind of a thing, though? Because like it's constantly like I know it's still going to be brought up. Well, like, 
oh, America just tampered and everybody else's sure. bullshit, which, like, yeah, it has been. But well, it's yeah, like, but that's colonialism. I mean, we're yeah. talking about colonialism at this point, and sure, there is an argument for it because I'm not arguing this. This is not an argument from a nationalistic point of view because that's right. what you would get with a statist is to say, well, if it wasn't for X, Y, and Z going in there, yeah, okay, fine, sure. I'm sure Belgium was so bad. Why do other like why do countries like America need to go in and topple it? Like, why can't they just let it sure. ruin itself on its own? Sure. Which, I mean, it's happened. <laughs> like that has also happened. I so, just like, great leap forward. Yeah, the great leap forward over sixty. You can leap over sixty million human so, beings. Did, didn't you say it? It was Mao that said it about homosexuality that it was a capitalist perversion. Yes. That yeah, was that was Mao. That, that's so fucking funny to me. It's like, hey, I got some money, guys. I think I'm gonna go fuck some dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's, like that's what that statement boils down to to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's wild. But the, here's the thing, too, and I, I hear this. I understand that perhaps, not perhaps, I'm sure that Western blockades and uh, the the American foreign policy towards Cuba for oh, yeah. not trading with them and putting them under an embargo has negatively impacted uh, the average Cuban uh, citizen's life. No question. There's no question about it. Yeah, However, cars from the fucking like fifties. But if when when I see photographs of like I get very moved when I see photographs of Cubans floating cars and trying to cross shark infested waters in these makeshift rafts because they want to get to Florida because they can't take it anymore. Yeah, like that's, I'm, that's I, I I really and then when you also see if you if anybody can look at this on YouTube. I prefer BitChute these days, but whatever. Uh, if you can get on YouTube and look at videos of people escaping East Germany before they really constructed the wall, when it was just merely, I think it was Constantine Wire or Chicken Wire or something like that, where they were starting to demarcate the line between East and West and people dodging gunfire and dogs and all manners of death coming at you to get to freedom. And, you know, West Germany, by the way, had more socialism in it than probably the United States has to this point. I mean, they had a so they had a social uh, welfare network, just like every other European country. I mean, it's a levels of socialism that you're willing to accept. That's why I laugh at MAGA guys who are like, Donald Trump rejects all forms of socialism except for the army <laughs> and the fucking police and social security. Those are not socialist right. programs. <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, seriously... Like these people, like, and if you read stories of people that did, like, I mean, the the things that they did to escape communist countries. I mean, uh, yeah, the people in North Korea. Oh my God! I, I and and that, fleeing Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, or fleeing Venezuela. It's 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 so tragic. Is there a demonstrable difference between the West and communist countries? Well, sure. But yes, did colonialism have an impact? Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, once again, like the policy of the co of the country that's acting as the colonizer is definitely going to have a massive impact on the narrative of those who have been exploited. There's no question about that, right? Because you're going to look around and saying, "Why am I working in this fucking mine for this guy that lives in Belgium?" Like if you're living in the Congo, and uh, you're being exploited by King Leopold and his uh, henchmen. And you're going to look around and be like, well, why the fuck am I doing this? You know, why am I why am I being treated this way? Like, I'm from here and these people are from someplace I'll never be able to find on a map because I can't even, you know, get educated. Right. right. So I understand. And then somebody comes along and, and actually is able to 
you know, kind of craft the narrative in, in, to the audience and saying, hey, listen, if you want to do something about this, let's do something about this. I mean, look, the most successful left-wing, I guess, communist revolution, okay, we have China, we have the Soviet Union, Cuba, uh, Venezuela, who, well, I mean, Venezuela was kind of more gradual than anything else because Chavez kind of took over, but, you know, it was kind of a slow implementation. Uh, but let's just take a look at those examples. Vietnam's another example. They're still around and they're still a socialist state. Uh, but let's look at those examples. You have people like Marx, I believe, said that in order to get to communism, you have to go to so socialism happens first, but you have to go from capitalism to socialism. Marx thought that the revolution was going to start in Germany because Germany had developed into a capitalist country, whether it was Russia was still very feudalistic. Okay, that's why Stalin had to industrialize the country to fix the infrastructure to catch up. His five-year plans, those multiple five-year plans that everybody makes fun of, well, that's where that comes from. That's where that comes from. It's, uh, it's you know, the collectivization of the farms, and then it's also the industrialization of the country. Okay, so in order to get to that final full communism where the borders melt away and it becomes a classless society, which, you know, uh, that sounds great, and I'm on board for the borders melting away and having a classless society. Sure, I, that, yeah, yeah. that sounds wonderful, but the, the, the argument, the problem is that um, what, they, what they went to achieve, how they went about achieving it is through stark raving murder. How, how else are you going to get people? And remember, when they went after the kulaks, the kulak, you, if you owned a cow, you were a kulak. You, it's not like you owned a, a, a beautiful fucking mansion in the middle of what? the Ukrainian plain. I mean, What's a kulak? A kulak is a landowner who collects rent. Okay. Okay, so think of somebody who has a cow and an employee. You're a kulak, so you're going to get liquidated. What do we mean by liquidated? We're going to get shot. And your property's going to get redistributed. <laughs> so, you know, all of these all of these achievements seem to have happened with the use of violence. Well, that's no yeah. different than, than capitalist countries doing the same thing. What are you going to do to the people that say no? Bingo. That's the, that is the main question. That's the main question that everybody should ask. Like, what happens when someone disagrees and says, I'm not going to cooperate? You know what I mean? Are you going to go around them? No, you can't. And especially, well, I mean, to implement what they want to implement. So I understand what they're saying when the argument is like, well, if it wasn't for the intervention of all these other countries, it, it, it's, there's no argument. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. But what your your solution is? What more repression? Like it's a, it's a, like oh, listen, we can't have international oppression. But if I oppress you and we're from the same club, then you just have to fucking accept it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's domestic oppression. You know, I could do what I want. You know, well, it's, I don't even think necessarily it's like the whole colonialism part. I think it's more just like a capitalistic country trying to overthrow what's going on in a communist country, or like us going into Iran and giving, uh, or trying to overthrow their democratically elected Shah, or to prevent communism spreading from Russia, or basically bankrolling and arming the mujahideen to keep the russians out of afghanistan like that kind of a thing like well, it's not the, like the, us the, colonizing uh <laughs> fuck but the afghanistan thing wasn't so much about it was it was about payback it was almost because we got the, the united states got bled white in in vietnam we just pumped money and people into it oh, and yeah. eventually got sick of it right well we did, we we applied the same strategy in afghanistan I mean, the Mujahideen didn't take over the country. The Red Army was still occupying the country. We just made it impossible for them to win. 
which is what happened in Vietnam. It was going to be impossible to win unless you went to like a nuclear option, let's say, in which case that's an entire, now you've graduated to a much more complicated international situation where you have multiple countries saying, okay, well, if you're going to start nuking them, then I'm going to start, you know what I'm saying? So that's that. Oh, yeah. the end of the world. The end yeah, of the world. YouTube yeah. Video, yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, that's, that's kind of what we're looking at here is it was almost a payback. Like Afghanistan is a very interesting place because as soon as like, they don't they don't agree with each other the tribes like i'm studying this right now in security studies so you have people like the pashtuns the majority of the taliban are from the pashtun tribe right but their idea of tri like tribalism is far more important than anything else now the one thing that all of the tribes in afghanistan agree with is that whoever's not from there is a fucking problem and as soon as you leave they'll go back to fighting each other that's what that's i mean because that's how they live you know what I mean? We, we've taken advantage of these situations. And, yeah, I understand, like, the exploitation. Well, I think that the Russians probably were exploiting it for more than just, uh, you know, Marxist solidarity for constructivist purposes. You know, like in international relations, you have a constructivist, uh, uh, you know, we have something in common culturally or ideologically. That's where that comes from. So they went in there more for, I mean, rumor has it that, they were extracting minerals and dope just the same way the West is doing now. Oh. You know what I mean? Because what? No way. this is an I mean, there's stories about Russian coffins being sent back with the dead that were lined uh, with uh, opium and precious stones being sent back because the mafia Lafayette was involved. Um, yeah, it's a wild story. I'll have to get the books and uh, tag them in the show notes at some. We could do a show on it some other time. But um, yeah, that'd be neat. It would be neat. But uh, I, I, I want to address something specifically. We have a, a, a decent base of listeners in France, and uh, I send my condolences over to them because you know something terrible happened today uh, in the. I believe we pronounce it Nice, correct? Like if we're not being funny, it's Nice, right? Nice. It's correct. not nice. I think so. Okay, so there's a Tunisian uh, gentleman, a man named Brahim Aoussaoui, who. Uh, killed three people in a knife attack in a, at a church in, in Nice, in France. Um, it's yet another, you know, unfortunate, another unfortunate incident that happened in France. But, you know, if you look now, their, their president, their president, that's right, Emmanuel Macron, they're cracking down on them again. They're imposing a new national lockdown. So this is their second lockdown that's coming. Now, <laughs> reason why I'm bringing this up is because shit usually travels downhill, does it not? When do we get mm -hmm. our second fucking lockdown, right? And I know that uh, the... it's coming with flu season. I guarantee it. Well, what happened to the flu statistics? I heard that they don't exist anymore. Is this, well, is this what's accurate? probably going to happen is anybody that comes in with flu symptoms, those are they overlap extensively with what mm -hmm. people with COVID have. So it's like precautionary. It's all just going to be COVID precautions. I right. guarantee. Yeah. There's because, no longer going to be a Venn diagram. It's just going like, to be one circle. Yeah. Someone's going to roll into the <laughs> ER or call a squad, and they're not going to have the ability to know right away if it's COVID or the flu. So they're going to have to gown up, put on all the PPE, take all the precautions, and then it'll be once they get to the hospital, once they're in a room, which weights are probably going to be terrible, and they're probably going to be like, hey, we got to flatten the curve to give our hospitals more of a chance to catch up or something, even though we haven't finished the first round of that yet. Um and then, yeah, it'll be like, I think, I don't know what the fastest, I think they have some tests where the results come back pretty fast now, but still like you have to be like in a hospital for that 
So you're going to have to go through the whole either EMS process or checking in process. You're going to be triaged. You're going to be, well, before that, you'll be in a waiting room with probably a fuck ton of other people. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be no way to differentiate with the naked eye. And it's probably just going to be a giant shit show. That's just my humble opinion. So we, but we do agree. Do we have a consensus uh, on this show? Do we have a strong consensus that uh, we are going to get a second? I know that com- the great working class hero, Comrade Joseph Biden, who will be the next president, he said that uh, he wants a national mask mandate. Now, uh, the constitutionality, I mean, if we're going to play that game, is pretty weak. But I don't see a lot of resistance if he were to write an executive order saying that uh, the country's closed for two weeks or whatever it is. Because I think there's if you go on Twitter, there are so many people begging for it. I would be absolutely shook if it did not happen. That's what I'm going to say. Really? Okay, so you're betting on it. Not the mask, like just any kind of shutdown again. Like, I mean, we didn't get completely out of the first one. Like, store hours are still different. Like, we have to fucking... You can't get a drink in a bar past 10 p.m. Well, maybe that's just Ohio. I don't know. Some places you probably still can't even get a drink without ordering food because somehow that, like, changes something. I don't fucking know. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it'll happen. Okay. And, like, yeah, the amount of shame for not wearing a mask anywhere, not that I've even tried it because that would be, like, that's worse than saying you're not voting. <laughs> well. That's outright saying you hope all these people die. Once in a while, like... You want grandma to die. Yeah, you do. I go into... Well, I don't go into stores very often, but a few times I've had to drop off stuff for work at the UPS store on my way home. Or, like, in the morning, I'll stop at, like, the local uh, little, like, stop mart down the street. And I'll go in there and I won't put my mask on. Because I'm like, I'm just going in and out. And there's signs on the doors, but I don't give a fuck. And I've seen a few other people not wearing a mask. And they never say anything to me. But it's not like I'm, like, lingering. I'm in and I'm out, you know. So I don't know. I just kind of do what I want. I mean, if I'm going into the big store, I will put on the mask just because I don't want to have my arm broken and tased, you know, by the police. So I just, you know, because there's cops kind of in, like, Walmarts or, you know, other places like that that, probably will come up to you and be like, you can't come in here unless you have a mask on. So, you know, I will wear a mask inside the bigger stores, but just in and out someplace, I haven't been wearing it and I haven't gotten any shit yet. So, well, there's a lot of places around me that say like, they don't give a shit, but it's like, and I've like walked into a gas station accidentally without it. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like it's weird to the point. Cause like I had to wear one for work because of all the medical shit anyway, before other people were just forced to wear them all the time. Yeah. So it's like already to the point where it's like, if I leave somewhere without it, I'm like, fuck, I feel naked and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> just because, like, but it's almost to me, it's just worth like, I'm not an epidemiologist, but it's also like, I, if I wear it, I don't have to argue with anybody. So it's just like, it sucks and I don't like it. But I like bitching at people or get like fighting people even less. So it's like whatever, I guess. But I don't know. It's it's real fucking weird. Cause like every everything I read about it, it's different. It's like, oh, it's droplet, but oh, it's also airborne. So it's like they don't really do anything. And I'm like, dude, I don't fucking know. Like I can't keep up. I Yeah, I don't know. Like I just try to, you know, I, I practice like good hygiene, you know, like I wash my hands a lot more. Um, you know, if, if I touch something 
And I know that it hasn't been wiped down, like, at work recently. Because I'm the only one that wipes everything down. So, like, if I touch something and I know I didn't wipe it down recently, I will wash my hands immediately afterwards. Whereas before, I didn't always do that, like, with the, yeah. you know, the coffee machine and things like that. Even though I wash it every single day and wipe it down every right. single day, a couple people might have touched it, you know, in between, like, when I, you know, wiped it down. So I'm like, ugh. And then I'll touch it, and I'm like, shit, I better wash my hands. I wash my hands, and I wipe the thing down, you know, so, like, the next person doesn't have to worry about it. So, I mean, I wash my hands a little bit more. But other than that, I don't really – I mean, I never got all up in other people's business anyway. I always kind of kept my distance when speaking to somebody and things like that. So I don't know what other people did, but, I mean, I didn't, like, try to breathe on anybody, you know. That well, what kills me? The, oh, sorry. No, it just begs the question, like, what were you fucking people doing before all of this? Like, I'm still licking doorknobs myself. Like, I've, I've been trying to... <laughs> right. I've been trying to, yeah, been like, a stick door... doorknobs, Dude, toilet seats, please. fucking... urinals. Uh, yeah, I've been man. I've been sticking doorknobs directly in my asshole. And... I dare you to <laughs> right. stop me. <laughs> hey, yeah, is you there know, a law? Like, I've, been, I've actually been eating my lunch in the bathroom at work. <laughs> nice. Nice. You know, so that's like, a man I'll, with no I'll, fear. I'll use I'll use the uh, the trash can as like a tabletop. You know. No, you gotta sit on the toilet backwards and use the tank as a table. <laughs> yes. that's, that's what, what it was, was there for. for. Absolutely. Right? Like that episode of South Park. Yeah, come on. That please. it kind of makes sense though. Yeah, of course it does. No, this is right? I'm sorry. Well, you see, it's like you. I'm practicing out with the bad and in with the good. But you just gotta you take your pants I mean? all the way off. Like, that's the yeah, only stipulation. That is the right. only issue. Otherwise, the angle's not going to be righteous. It's not going to be. Like, what good. are you? What are you doing, Chris? I'm just shitting and eating a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I got a meatball sub. What are you yeah, going to do about a, it? I got a fucking meatball sub over here, but I also had to leave a big growler at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I figure, oh, why not get two birds stoned at once? That's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's efficient. <laughs> Oh fuck! You don't have to have a lunch break, or you can at least just shit on your lunch break. You're being right? efficient. Yeah, saving yeah. the company money. You sure? Absolutely, because we <laughs> we very much like, care about that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah! Like I mean, I'm adding value. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's good, Chris. That I don't know what to one. tell you, man. Like I've been trying to catch the, the the Rona for a while because I've been ready to die for quite a long time. Well, I mean, fuck. They what did they say? We had like five hundred thousand new cases this week or something. Is that all from testing? Do you think that's an increase I, in testing? I mean, you're the only one that has any kind of relevant medical experience. Well, so. shit. I don't even work in an ambulance anymore, so I don't see these people every day. Like, Fair. It's uh, that's fucking weird, by the way, too. Like I bitched about working on a squad constantly, but now it's like I miss it. But like, fuck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't like. I don't know. I I haven't been watching the news. Like I don't have cable. I'm all I'm doing is reading books and like getting on Twitter, and that's a cesspool. So that's like, beautiful. I, oh, yeah, like, Twitter, Twitter is a it's cesspool, like, man. If there's anything really big that happens, it's like people send it to me, or I see it happen in front of me. So it's like, yeah. which I don't see a whole lot of shit happening in front of me. So I just try to mind my own business. I don't know, but it's like hard. Like people get pissed that you're minding your own business because it's mm-hmm. like. I don't know. Maybe it, I, I honestly don't know what it is. Because you signed a social contract, bro. Dude, yeah. fuck that. I am so tired of you. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't ask to be here. I'm going to do what the fuck I want. I'm not going to hurt anybody. I'm not going to, like, fucking murder people. Uh, like, I'm 
I literally just want to be left alone. And it's the hardest thing ever. Like you just, it just cannot be done. Oh no, but, you can't. And, and I, it's like, I don't know. That's why like, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people my age are kind of getting bitter about the whole thing, but it's like, it all just kind of feels like it's all downhill from here. Like, <laughs> I like, uh, maintaining a positive outlook is just kind of hard sometimes, but it's like, yeah, fuck it. Like, it's been like this forever, probably, and we're all still here, so whatever. Well, the show will roll on. Well, I got some news for you guys. Uh, this is uh, an article that will be in the show notes. Uh, White House COVID-19 testing expert Brett uh, Giroir, I'm sure I'm butchering his name, I really don't care, said on Wednesday that the nation was at a, quote, critical point in its pandemic response and that if more people didn't start following the rules, more, quote, draconian measures – could be ahead, even though deaths are declining. Wait, they actually said draconian? Draconian, correct. Shit. Uh, there has been an increase in the number of cases in the United States in recent months, which has led to fears of a second wave. The U.S. now has 8,781,354 cases, and there have been 226,752 deaths. Uh, you guys, just so you know, like, uh, Brian brought it up. They said draconian. If they say it's going to be draconian at do it at, at a plus 10, like whatever they're saying, mm-hmm. raise it by at least 10 points. Uh, but like if that's what they're shooting for, it almost sounds like they're having fun with it. Like we're going to punish you because like, there it is. You guys yeah. didn't follow the rules it's, enough. Like, yeah. it's not like, Hey, like we're trying to help you. Like it's not even like this is for your own good or anything. They're like, no, nah, draconian. That's the that's the adjective we're using right now. Yeah, that is the adjective. And this guy uh, Giroir told uh, today that's the show today on television that the government would be able to handle the crisis, but only if people started taking it seriously. "Quote: We are at another critical point in the pandemic response. We are starting to see the increased deaths." But I do want to emphasize we can control the virus. We know how to do that. We have the tools to combat this. We can control it, he said. He went on to say that if individual states and cities didn't start handling it in a more unified way, there could be draconian measures in quotes again. So this is the second time. Americans have done a great job. Mask wearing is up. We will have a vaccine. It may be this month, next month, December. That this I will do not trust. This will not go on Fuck forever. Yeah. The vaccine will end the pandemic, he said. <laughs> That's literally like, okay, like I know we bitch about regulation and all this trash like constantly, but it's like they have never pumped a vaccine out for anything that fucking fast. And it's like, I know they didn't have long-term data for the ones they were pumping out. So it's like, why would I step in line? That's why, that's another reason I'm glad I'm not in the military still. Cause I feel like any, if anything, they would be the first ones to get it. They're going to be the fucking 100%. Like, Oh man, there's no, like, I don't know if there would be a way out around that one other than just like, Hey, I'm going to leave guys. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like it. Well, uh, His Holiness, uh, the the chief Thai priest of uh, the virus, uh, Comrade Fauci, uh, stepped up and uh, said that, uh, you know, over a talk on Zoom, that uh, if we get a vaccination campaign and by the second or third quarter of 2021, we have vaccinated a substantial portion of the people, I think it will be easy 
easily by the end, excuse me, by the end of 2021 and perhaps even into next year before we start to have some semblance of normality. So he's already giving you an additional 12-month sentence. Oh, my God. So That's fucking whack. Like, we're setting up a new building where I work and, like, all the offices and everything. It's like when they started building all this shit, like, COVID hadn't happened yet. And then it's like they're putting on the finishing touches and then they have to restructure everything because like you're not allowed to be within six feet of people. But it's just funny. Somebody said today because there's like a desk that's probably like it's big enough to fit two people sitting side by side with like a foot in between them. But they still have like two monitors set up on it. And he's like, it's real funny because like how long is it going to be before two people can actually fucking sit at this desk without people freaking out about it? I was like, oh, fuck. Like I thought I like I don't know what it was in me. Just kind of felt like, oh, yeah, like few months maybe but it's like they're, the way they're talking about shit i'm like oh my god no, like, no this I, is gonna be a we very said, long time we said i i think i told christopher i felt it was going to be indefinite i thought this is just when they this keep it. when they keep saying the phrase the new normal over and over again i i, yeah, I, fuck I, that. I can't help but feel like i'm tr- they're trying to condition me like well oh, this yeah, is the new normal sure. this is the new normal and then it just becomes this is normal like oh, think ab- think about the, the, the think about the little kids that are going to school for the first time this is all they're going to know so when if if it ever goes back to 2019 America, it's going to be the strangest thing for these kids. It'll be like coming back from the moon because right. they've lived on the moon this whole time. Yeah, they're like, what the hell is like this? Fucking, it's like some Joseph Goebbels fucking brand pro- propaganda right there, man. Oh, it's <laughs> terrible. It, it's terrible. Now, also, this is another thing that the comrade Doctor High Priest Fauci said. He criticized <laughs> Americans who had turned wearing a mask into a political statement and said if every state had complied with the same lockdown rules at the same time, things would have gone more smoothly. Quote, when we were trying to open up the economy again or open up the country, and I was very much involved with Dr. Dr. Deborah Burks and putting it together, these guidelines, which were a gateway of phase one, phase two, to tell you how you can gradually, safely, and prudently open up the country. If everybody had done that uniformly, I don't think we'd be in the position we're in right now. Masks in the United States have almost become a political statement, and I know that that was carried in the news globally. It was really very, very difficult. In fact, people were ridiculed for their masks, depending upon which side of the particular political spectrum you were at. Now, here's the thing. If you don't have an N95, we're gonna. this is old news. Yeah, N90, big, like, N95s are the only thing that stop it, right? Uh sure like they stop 95 percent of the particulate or so well or like droplets that carry it i don't know i used to stay up on shit but it's like nobody's wearing them okay i mean at hospitals probably yeah i just haven't been going into them very often but like nobody at work nobody on the street like i don't see a lot of people rocking n95s i'm seeing a lot of people with like cloth masks that aren't doing shit Um, that aren't doing shit okay that's that's the point that i was getting to that you had that you're wearing the face diaper, you know, the face maxi pad that's not stopping it. It couldn't stop the common cold. Yeah, you could blow a candle out through it. Like that's not doing shit. Okay. Um, that's all. But like and the thing the thing that fucks me up is like uh what Jeremiah was saying with like facial recognition shit. And I'm like, I don't know. That sounds kinda Alex Jonesy to me, but like <laughs> I mean if they were doing that, <laughs> that would be pretty fucking wild. It would be. Like uh It would be. But it's like I don't know. And it's like uh, like sooner or later we'll find out i guess well we're going to find out a lot here in the next couple of weeks first of all this is going to be the last show that we do before the selection 
collection <laughs> is Tuesday, correct? But that's but here's the best part. This could be the boon that we've been waiting for, uh, comrades, because chances are we might not even get a result up until January. We could still be having a chat about this. Well, yeah, because they're gonna there's gonna be they've already the lawyers have lined up and all the shit. Oh, it's going to be like 2000 all over again. There's it's that. going to be beautiful. Then, uh, yeah, I, I, that's what I keep telling people that this this election, this upcoming election, it's like I'm having flashbacks of fucking the 2000 election. Back in now. And then <laughs> they're pushing like the mail-in ballots if and, and, and if a large swath of people like it's not like they're going to have these fucking mail-in votes counted overnight. No, and they fucking I got on like every social media platform today. They're like, if you still have your mail-in ballot, it's too late. The post office won't deliver it in time. <laughs> go drop it off yourself. And I'm like, everywhere I go, you can't fucking get away from it. I'm like, please shut up. Like, oh my god. Like, I get it. I guess it probably won't be fast enough. Like, uh, I get it. But like, I'm just tired of seeing it everywhere. Like, please. Oh fuck. Like we've been I'm talking about. Bitch. We've been talking about getting bombarded, like with with everything, telling people to fucking go vote with like social media. So, I, I checked my mail today for like the first time in probably like two weeks. Like my mailbox was full, dude. I I kid you not, more than half of the mail was all fucking voting shit, like just like political ads and fucking like voter registration shit, and it was just like, what in the fuck, man? Like I can't even check like. It's bad enough that every fucking social media platform, as soon as you open it up, is like, vote. Are you registered to vote? Vote, 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 vote. And then I go to my fucking mailbox, and it's stuffed with more shit just like it, but it's just paper <laughs> trash in my fucking mailbox. Yeah. No, it's true. Fuck. The other thing that pisses me off is, like, I looked up bullet prices again. And oh, like, a no. thousand rounds of 5.56. I mean, you can actually find it in stock now, which is crazy. But it's still, like... $750 for a box of a thousand. And I'm like, fuck like elections next week. So like it might be smart, even though it's still highway robbery. Cause it's like, depending on the, like, well, I don't, who knows when the outcome is going to come out, but it's like, Oh man, it's, they're going to fly off the shelves again. And I'm going to be fucked. What are they going to do with it? What are they going to do with their thousand rounds? Like, what are we, what, like, what's the preparation for, for the breakdown? Like the cops are, uh, are not going to defend your property once more. Like we already know, I mean, like, you know, shit, like, I have like I try to load as many magazines as I can, absolutely. And then have them in different places spread out, so like no matter what, I'm not completely fucked. But uh, I'm, so, I'm glad you still have your guns. I'm really jealous. Oh, I just said magazines. Um, I yeah, I'm trying to procure. Right. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> right. But uh, only magazines. And then the other fucking crazy thing, I thought people were just making it up, like the whole Biden plan, like oh. You're, you got to either let us buy back your guns or you're going to register every single one of them and pay a $200 tax stamp, mm -hmm. register every magazine you have over 10 rounds, all this bullshit. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. Like, what? the How the fuck do they think that's going to happen? Listen, like, I don't I don't even think he first of all, I don't think he even wrote any of those those talks. Oh, points. no, I don't think he did shit. No, um, I, I think they just literally like have him on a dolly. And uh, they wheel him out there, and like they hit a button, and they're like, "Okay, it's like the Manchurian Candidate." They mention yeah. like they they say like the code word to Joe, and it's like, "Hey Joe, Joe, sausage gravy, sausage gravy, <laughs> sausage gravy." Touching my hairy legs. Oh, and then fuck. he'll, and then all of a sudden, uh, like he comes alive, and he's like, "Malarkey, 
I got hairy legs, and the yeah. kids would touch my legs. <laughs> and malarkey, and uh, and uh, Donald Trump is tearing this country apart, and I'm gonna fix it. And, and I'm in a swimming pool. And right. in a swimming pool, and corn pop, and and all sorts of one. Like this is going. No, no, no. Joe Biden is going to be a gift to this podcast, the likes of which we have never seen, because the gaffes while he's alive and still in charge. Before he gets twenty, before they twenty fifth amendment his ass out the dole. That's the thing. I think it's gonna be like the workers' comp claims. I see like people get hired on. They work for like three hours and they get fucking hurt. And then it's like, oh, I gotta go to it. Like it's like, how long are they gonna have him in to play before it's like, all right, Kamala, she she couldn't even win three percent, but like she's gonna be president now. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? But hey, listen, whatever, man. It's a selection. Uh, it's not. You don't have a say, and you don't have a choice, like Mr. Carlin said. You don't. You don't have a choice. Uh, you have. You have rulers. You know. You have owners. Excuse me. They own you. They own everything, which is 100% true. But shifting gears real quick. Uh, you know, moment of silence for the weapons at the bottom of the water. Ramen. Uh, the the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the ATF has once again reared oh, its ugly. Yeah, fuck them all. Child killing sons of bitches. You heard it here. We SBRs ha- are gonna fuck it. Ugh. No, 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 no. What are they up to now? Wait, wait, wait. I'm getting there. This is from this is from a reputable source, comrades, uh, engineer, sound person, and uh, show commissar. Ammoland.com. You heard it here from Ammoland.com. The law office of Wiley Rain caused a stir on the internet by releasing a client alert where they theorized that the ATF might move to make AK pistols and AR pistols NFA items. Firearms are generally not Im- importable under 18 USC 922I. Boo. Okay, however, there's an exception for importable guns in 18 USC 925D3 for any firearm that is, one, not an NFA firearm, and two, not a military surplus firearm, and three, meets sporting... Per- I remember the thing said shall not be infringed real quickly. This is so strange reading this. Meets the sporting purposes test. However, ATF chooses to define that test. There is not a clear definition. The ATF has always stated that pistols derived from rifles meet the standard for sporting purposes. Now, mere weeks before the election, the rogue agency has reversed course and taken the position that these guns are too long or too heavy to meet the sporting purpose test. According to the ATF, these guns fail the test because the manufacturers did not design them for the user to fire them from one hand. The Gun Control Act GCA defines handgun in 18 U.S.C. 921A, Section 29, as a firearm with a short stock that the manufacturers design for the user to fire with one hand. If a gun is not a handgun or a rifle, Section 921A, number 7, or a shotgun, Section 921A, 5, then it's just a firearm, Section 921A, 3, under the GCA. If the ATF considers stripped AR lowers as only firearms. So, even if the ATF thinks an AR or an AK pistol isn't a handgun, it would still be a firearm under the GCA. This reclassification doesn't affect the pistol under the GCA. Now, I that's just one paragraph, and I feel like I need like a line change. Like I feel like I just played like, you know, 45 45 seconds of a shift on ice hockey. Like I'm exhausted. Um, I, I once again the ATF is the enemy of the people, and I and I can't stress that enough. It's not a joke. They are the enemy of the people. 
and how this agency is allowed to define what anything is is With no be- actual definition is beyond my understanding. They sound like a bunch of fucking assholes. Like that's like somebody asking you what the color. What do you mean by the color gray? Well, yeah, that's no, a great it's point. Also, a bunch of people that know exactly what they're doing, though. Like they are doing a great job. It's just fucking everyone over. Now, what? Now, Mr. Biden, we talked about uh, comrade, the the great liberator of the working people, Joseph Biden, middle class Joe. <laughs> Um, the great socialist revolutionary that all the leftists are going to vote for who is going to bring law and order down on your ass like you've never seen it before. Uh, trust me, he wrote the crime bill. Trust me, he, he's a law and order guy. Right, you guys right. are fucked. You people guys are fucked. forget that all too often. Oh, he shit, he wrote the 94 crime bill. He I know, right? It, yes. That motherfucker can't even remember what room he's in half the time. <laughs> well, this this now, how is this going to be enforced? Now, allegedly, there is no national database for ownership of firearms correct mm-hmm. officially they don't keep those records when you call into the national instant wink, criminal wink, background nudge, nudge. check yeah yeah okay yeah. so how is this enforceable how in 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 the particular state in which we reside there is no first of all even if there was a law i i could not care less i could not care less you don't have to register firearms where we live. There's no registration. Okay, there's That's no great. there's no going to your sheriff's department. There's no going, hey, I have this. It doesn't exist. Uh, there's plenty of things that we could do to make this an even more free society, and that's by arresting Mike DeWine and dissolving the legislature. But that's another issue entirely. We don't we don't have those Mike kind of DeSwine. laws. Mike DeSwine, uh, the scum of the earth. We don't have those uh, those draconian New York and, and California. All due respect to our listeners there. We don't have those rules here. Okay. But how are you going to carry that out in states like this or in Alaska? Who's raping the microphone with the air? Uh, I bent over to. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. All right. That's fine. You told me to say something and I said something. Um, No, thank you. Yeah. Like, I'm. I just am glad that I apparently haven't been doing that the entire time because nothing has been said. So. I'm sorry, Brian. It's okay. All right. So what are they going to do? Like, like I understand in New York this is going to be very easily uh, achieved because the good people who you know, law-abiding gun owners. I hate that phrase too. I don't. I don't use that mm, phrase. Yeah. I, no. 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 La, no. Not lawful. Not law-abiding. Just free. Just free. Right. Just a free human being. That's 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 the only definition we need to use. But how are they going to achieve this? Because in states that don't have these stupid communist gun control laws and these registration laws and uh, all this ask for permission horseshit, how are you going to go about this? What if I say no? What if what if what, what if I had my gun still and I say no? I'm not going to turn anything in. So you're going to turn in out of a potential pool of 110 million Americans. There's quite a few Americans who are not going to abide by this. So let's take a very conservative estimate. Out of 110 million of them who own firearms, let's say 20 million of them say no. Then what? Now it's your move. What, what, do you, what are they going to do? So let's try to war game this. I don't think that we've, we've talked about this extensively, and I've talked to several people who have been in the military who have assu- not assured me because they can't assure me, but they've given me reasonably sound uh, opinions about how the military's not dumb enough to do that to go to go door to door. It's gonna be the cops. The cops are stupid enough and brazen enough to go door to door. 
But what happens when the when the shooting starts? Then what? Now is this now is this the potential does this the potential exist for this to be a secession issue? Because states like California and uh, New York and, 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 and Massachusetts and uh, Connecticut and New Jersey, Delaware, all of the, the states that are ruled by the Communist Party, they have no choice. They're already in, they're already in the web. They, they've already been scooped up. So that's not a concern. Now, are they going to deploy National Guard thinking they're going to do something from those particular states? Are they going to deploy state police? Like how, how do you guys think this is going to work? Because if you simply defy and say no, when 20 million human beings say no, and that's a, that's a conservative estimate out of 110 million people, that's a very conservative estimate. So what do you guys think? Do you think that, the, that, that how do you think this is going to play out? I want prognosticate, theorize, tell me what you think. I don't think it could even be a state by state thing. I think it's going to be like, the borders of it are it's going to be an absolute shit show it's not going to be like in the 1800s when you had a civil war it's like you have like one major city in each state and there's like i don't even know how many fucking people there were back then but it's just like the sheer amount of people that are all scattered because it's like these 20 million people from the estimate they're not all going to be in one spot correct but it's like you are able to connect with these like-minded people over the internet or like text message, phone call, whatever. So like you have all these people that are spread out over massive distances, but are still able to coordinate uh, as long as you have like technological means to communicate. But I don't think it's going to be like clear lines are drawn. I think it's going to be like hubs kind of scattered all over the place because like, I mean, even in States like New York, I mean, yeah, New York city, sorry, you're fucked. But like, I know a lot, I, know a lot of people and i trained with a lot of people that live in like upstate new york and that's a totally different fucking planet yeah it's a different culture completely yeah completely totally like so uh, i don't even think you can like legislatively yeah i guess you could make it a state-by-state thing but whether or not people are actually going to follow that i think the second you get out of any major city it's going to be drastically different it's like welcome to the rice fields motherfucker like (laughs) yeah yeah all right all right christopher what do you think um, I mean, if they're going to send anybody to do it, to attempt to do any sort of gun confiscation or anything like that, like, number one, it's going to be the police if they send anybody. Uh, but number two, like, I agree with Brian, like, maybe in, like, the big cities, though, if I can be able to, like, once you get out, like, in the cut, like, in, in a lot of areas out here, like, man, they're going <laughs> to, like, there's going to be a, like, like, I feel like if they tried to do, like a, like, a legit forceful gun confiscation, like, there'd be so much blood spilled. Okay. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that it would be a poor choice. and um, It'd be a very fucking poor choice, man. I very really... fucking poor choice. There's like what, like, how many guns are in this country? I think they outnumber people, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's like there's something like enough guns in this country for, like, everybody to, like, own at least three firearms or some shit like that. Right, and then that, that's, like, what they can find as what people would call law-abiding citizens who have purchased guns and gone through the background check that is run every time you want to purchase a firearm. Um, You're not even getting into people that own firearms illegally. So, and what those people... Illegally. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And by the way, uh, the number, uh, comrade, commissar, showrunner, and uh, friends... 393 million estimated guns in the hands of Americans. 
But that's what they can, you know, track via purchases. Like, that's not oh, yeah. even... Oh, yeah, 3D printers, it doesn't even count that. Yep, and I, was, and I was just getting ready to make that next point, man. Like, no matter what, we got 3D printers, so... Yeah, good luck to you. Right. So, uh, I guess that's... Uh, well, look, what's the that's the famous line from um, what the hell is that? Nick Cage, uh, Lord I of War. I was just googling that. God damn it! You're in the top of my head. I was like, like, get out oh, of my head. How do we put uh, how do we put guns in the hands of those other what like eleven people or something? Yeah, shit? that's yeah, that's one gun. I was literally yeah. just trying to find that. That is fucking insane. It's a great quote. It's a great quote. <laughs> so. It's not going to work out. Apparently, that for the United States, it's the estimated estimate of civilian firearms per 100 persons is 120.5. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I just uh, that tickles me pink. I mean, right. really, my God, uh, why would you make an issue out of that? I mean, I I, I don't think that Je- that uh, Comrade Joseph Biden or Miss Piggy are going to go for the kill on that one. I don't think it's going to happen. And if we're going to play the game because we are in the game, uh, the the Amy, uh, this new justice, Amy Barrett, she like it's six to three now, in favor of conservatives, and uh, they don't have a tendency to rule. Uh, I mean, lately, especially since DC versus Heller, I think that the argument is over at least for a couple of years, uh, as far as bringing things before the court and getting more of these unconstitutional uh, uh, gun laws, you know, basically upheld by the state by the high, at the highest level of the state. So I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I think it's another useful talking point. But the problem is is that I think that we all know people, and, and we're not going to mention names because we're not snitches, that want this sort of thing to happen, that they've been waiting oh, yeah. for this sort of thing to happen. And uh, I, don't con- I don't condone that thing because I don't condone, v- condone violence of any kind unless it's self-defense. Right. But if the government is looking for a fight, this is a great way to do it. It's a right. great way to do it and further open the divide because yep. that's that's a real good way to get people really solidified into camps. And yeah, I don't all, Yeah, it's a quick way to radicalize people. Yeah, that's like how much do you think it would take cuz it's like we here we thought like Rodney King would be enough to make people see the see things the way they are. And then we had everything that happened this year with police just being outrageous. And it's still not enough for some people. If we had like cops literally going door to door, killing American citizens just because they're like literally just abiding by the Second Amendment, like, do you, like, do you think that would be enough? Like, I'd want to say it's enough, but it's like I honestly don't know. Like, there'd have to be some people that are like, oh, they should have just complied. They should have just listened. Like, oh, there's always going to be those fucking bootlickers around, no matter. But it's what like, what would it actually take? I want to know, like, what is what is your price? Uh, I don't. Everybody's got to have one. I don't think like, there is one. I really you don't. think it's just them finally like, being uh, on the like, other end of it. Like, oh shit, this is like there. There would obviously there would obviously be people who would fucking willingly surrender some firearms. But I think like overall, like the gun culture in this country, it's like a fucking religion, man. Like, oh, it is. Like, like this is the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and. uh uh, I, I don't know, man. I think I think I think that right there, especially with like the you know the the tremendous gun culture in our country. I'm not, I'm not criticizing them by any means. Oh no. Um, but uh, I think that that right there would be like the line in in the sand for quite a few people. Um, and it really wouldn't take much. Like, you think even if only 
what, like even if only like 10% of how many of those uh, hundreds of millions of guns were armed people that said no, like there'd be trouble brewing, man. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, I mean, I, and, that, and that's just me being like optimistic. I, right. Like, I, I'm sure there's people out there that'll disagree with my take or people that think I'm like 100% wrong and that's completely fine. But like I have, I have a little bit of fucking optimism. I try to have like an optimistic take on it. Like I said, it, it won't take much. Like I said, they'll, they'll get some, they'll get some people fucking that, you know, will surrender their firearms and, and, and bow down and fucking lick the boot. But, uh, but you know, it doesn't take much for people to put up a resistance. Like, yeah, but what, like, what is it like? 10% of our effort gives us 90% of our results or something, or like the yeah, SLA yeah, Marshall, right. like men against fire, like how many people that all had guns were actually shooting. Right. It's like, it mm-hmm. might just take that, like that 10% was enough back in the day to get shit done. And it's like, now they've evolved training to the point that people, I mean, to the people that do have the training, it's like, statistically, they are more likely to use it. So it's like, you have only kind of, you've trained this population uh, like if they have prior experience with the military, like recently, I'd say, and then you kind of, you use them, you ring them dry, you throw them back in America after they got deployed and you say, you're not going to fucking take care of them. Basically like they're already pissed off and they know all this shit. So it's like, you have just, you're kind of stacking the odds against yourself. Like I know they have tons of technology and like a militarized police force and everything, but it's like, you, it's still going to be worse than, like if they didn't implement all of that training and they still had only what, like, I can't remember what the uh, percentage of people that actually shot back against the enemy in like world war one, world war two were. Um, Cause it was, yeah, it was only like a f- small group of people. And it's like, we still won, I guess. I mean, they bombed the shit out of Japan, but so that wasn't yeah. really won by people well, firing. Well, you know, but like the, the, you, you know War, what I'm getting at, right? Well, yeah, I do. But World War One, I, I mean, a lot of that, a lot of those deaths are caused by artillery. So those people who didn't even see what they were shooting at. Yeah, no you know proximity. What I mean? The farther away, the easier it gets. Yeah, and it's the same thing with World War Two when you had strategic bombing of German cities and vice versa when they were bombing English cities or British cities because because uh, you know I think Glasgow got hit or Edinburgh and so did Belfast. Uh, though th- that uh, that accounts for a lot of deaths too, but especially on the German side and the Japanese side because you want to talk about an absolute you know terrible bombing campaign. I mean, you, you just take a look at those two countries and what happened to them. Look at Dresden, look at Hamburg, and of course the two. The only the isolated two incidents of nuclear warfare ever being used by Uncle Sugar, yeah, one hundred percent. I don't know. Now here's the other thing too, though. But like you know, to the Fuds defense, which they get made fun of regularly, I I, I can see a lot. Now, like you said, a lot of these people. That's why on Twitter you'll see a lot of veterans who have marched over and adopted the black because they've been through it, they've seen how it works. And they hate it more than we do because they've been victims of it at some point in time in their lives. And that's and to listen to them, I think, is very is, is incredibly critical because they offer a perspective that can at least educate us, right? Yeah, they're like the people fleeing communism and talking about how shitty it is and nobody right. wants to listen to that. Like, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's a very good comparison. But like you said, there's, they, they're going to be – if there's a list, they're on it. Because they, like you said, the state invested a lot of money in their training, trained them how how they want them to fight, fight effectively, and then threw them on the ash heap and didn't take care of them. 
and said, you know, you know, here's a medal and a small little shitty pension. Thanks a lot. We're going to move on to the next guy who's going to sign on the dotted line because your body's broken and your mind is broken and we broke it for you. Uh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think it's going to work out for them. I'm not really that nervous about it. I know a lot of I, I, you know, the people who, like uh, I think you, Christopher, and myself picked Joe to win, and we picked various obviously electoral uh, college uh, numbers. So I think the three of us are going to be in the money. Uh, one of us is going to win. I really believe that. But I don't. I'm not nervous. I know a lot of conservatives who are shitting their pants right now because they're they could be looking at a supermajority at some point in January because. I believe the Senate could go 100% because it, 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 they, there's this ebb and flow. It's almost like uh, like they time it right. You know what I mean? Because Barack had a supermajority, and he had you know he had a supermajority control of both uh, uh, the lower house, the upper house. The executive was his. You know what I mean? And all they got done was the Affordable Care Act, which was written by the insurance companies. So I'm not necessarily that concerned. And uh, but I'm just I'm he- I'm here for the drama. I'm here for the show, and the show is uh, the show is in D.C. and it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. Do we have anything else that we want to talk about, Angel? Oh, we got we anything? Had a lot. Yeah, we did, and we got completely off off the rails. We yeah, had an entire lineup. We got an entire outline. God damn it! Okay, no, that's oh, wait, like Ron Jeremy though. Uh, that oh one. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea he like so what he raped people or what did he do like. He stands accused. He stands accused, and he can get up to yeah, three hundred thirty yeah. years in prison if found guilty. Which on yeah. I mean, how old is he now? Shit, sixty-seven. He's sixty-seven. Oof. Yeah, it but says like, uh, a seventeen-year-old girl was involved at some point allegedly. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, I also read like a fifteen-year-old possibly as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, no! Yeah, 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 you know. Like, like, like I was like we, we like I was saying beforehand, like, like that dude was like a porn star. Like he got so much pussy. Like why did you like why did you have to rape people? What the fuck? Like it, if if it's true, like I understand it's allegedly, but right. But, like, if he did fucking rape, like, all these people, like, number one, if you're raping underage girls, you're fucking gross. And number two, like, you're raping women. Like, goddamn, dude, like, you were a porn star. Like, one of the, one of the biggest porn stars. Like, dude, like, you've had so much pussy. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's a 15-year-old girl, including five counts of forcible rape. Alleged oh, incidents. Oh, my God. Yeah, 2004, with the most recent incident being January 1st of this year. Oh, no. Yeah, he's he's in a lot of trouble. And Plus, like, yeah. you got those people that, like, go into court. Like, I mean, Ted Bundy, it's like people were charmed by him. He had a chance. But, like, Ron Jeremy, like, look at him. Look at the guy. He had a 14-inch cock. That's what worked for him. He was uh, ugly as fuck, but he had his, dude, his horn was I know, huge. but they're not looking at his dick in court, like. Yeah, they, yeah, that's true. I I have to concur with Brian. They are not looking at his dick in court. This is at you, least I'd hope well. For that. I mean, perhaps in the evidentiary point, you know, like look at this oh, is his man. this is his right. horn, and this is what you know like, he I'd used like his to weapon. Submit, uh, for the jury in the court, uh, this is a high definition photo of Ron Jeremy's donger. Uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> it's I'd like terrible. you to take this into consideration. Uh, look at that huge fourteen inch rager. Jesus. Yeah, I mean that's that's hey dude, I remember when I was a teenager, that dude was fucking bitches and porns that I watched when I was a kid. And I'm like <laughs> right? I'm like, God damn, I wish I had a dick that big. I could have that guy's job. <laughs> <laughs> 
right? You know what Didn't I look mean? Look how fucking ugly he yeah, is. Yeah, he was fuck. <laughs> he was fuck ugly, and he was fucking Tracy right? Adams back in the day. And I'm like, God damn. You know, if I had a huge horn like that, and and I look the way I do, I would be getting way better chicks than him. I mean, look at him. They're only fucking him because he has a huge dick. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I'm 15 and stupid. You know, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. You know what I mean? But yeah, dude, like I couldn't. I like when I'm I'm looking. I'm like, you were 67. Christ on the cross, you were in your 40s when you were fucking all these girls on my VHS tapes that I had, man. <laughs> VHS Dude, he was in a film called The Goddaughter Part 2 where they oh Yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, dude, I remember he was in that movie, The Goddaughter Part 2. Look it up in your IDBM, man. That's a porn. He was in it. That's right. And I saw it. It was I mean, yeah, he was uh it, it was this this lady that was like three of them, at, you know, like fuck this one girl and he had to clean up the spooge that was in. Oh. I was anyway. Oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> No, oh, no spooge awesome. talk. No. So, okay, okay talk. yes, comrade engineer. I apologize. Ugh. Please don't send me to gulag. Uh, so yeah, Ron Jeremy's in a lot of trouble. Uh, two hundred and fifty, more than two hundred fifty years to life in state prison if convicted as charged. So yeah, he is in a lot of hot water. And like Christopher said, I don't understand what his problem is, but I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's the availability of girls to have sex with. I think he's just, I think he's probably he's always been a sick fuck. I mean, that right. has to be the case, right? I mean, there's I don't think there's a switch that gets turned on. You know what I mean? There's plenty of adult films, uh, actors and actresses that don't act like assholes. You know yeah. what I mean? But there is a dark side to, I mean, there was, I remember, I think it was one story that we did when we did Suffer Not the Children about the exploitation of, of kids and the sex trade mm-hmm. that a lot of these people that, 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 that a lot of people see in film uh, or in video, excuse me, on on Pornhub, a lot of them are trafficked. I think it's a very dirty secret, and apparently there's I've read articles where a lot of them get drugged prior. Oh and, shit! Yeah, and that's the videos where you see where they're getting slapped and punched, and you know having all these you know like physically like you know I, I don't know what kind I don't know what you even call that category of, of of pornography. You know what I mean? Like literally getting slapped and and like you know completely like you know raped like they're some like like they're getting fucked by a gorilla or something like that i don't know you know it's just terrible stuff a lot of them get drugged a lot of them get drugged and uh it's a very dark thing you know that's fucking awful man it is awful it is awful i don't understand why people can't just watch regular fucking pornography two consenting people filming themselves fucking each other i mean why does it have to go to this level enough god damn it yeah really I mean, there's already weird shit out there. You want to get peed on? Okay, uh, I guess. This world is filled with <laughs> shit bags, dude. They're fucking... You want to watch clown porn? I'm uh, for yeah. it, man. Yeah, a little makeup smeared on your inner thigh. Whatever, right, you know what I right. mean? But, uh, yeah, I, 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 and if if it's true, I don't even think that the, his sentence is worthy enough. I think they should cut his horn off, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, we're going to cut your horn yeah. off. Yeah, is Lorena yeah. Bobbitt still around? Yeah, yeah she's still alive. She's still alive. Oh, gosh. The dude who got his dick cut off, he ended up going into porn himself. He became John yeah, he, Wayne Bobbitt. He was a real asshole, though, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he <laughs> yeah. was abusive and shit. That's why yeah. she cut his dick off. Yeah, she she cut the wrong thing off. She cut his head off instead. Piece right. of shit. But anyway, right. I don't want to advocate. She cut the wrong head off, goddammit. She did. But we're not advocating for violence. But No, not aggression. No. But no. <laughs> I don't have anything else. Does anybody not have anything all. else? Uh, I do not, sir. No. I know you. Yeah. You gotta go. Like we, I know you probably have some place to be, Angel. You're looking very antsy over there. No, I'm. I'm just. It's. It's been a long day, and then Spooge got brought up, so I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just, you know, 
I'm just I'm ready I'm ready to call it a day. Okay. All. all right. Uh Brian, do you have anything else? Uh no. I've missed you all dearly. It's good to be back. Well, we missed you as well. Back, man. Yeah, we're glad to have you back. We're glad that you survived the mushrooms in the in the wilderness of West <laughs> Virginia. Thank goodness. I know every show I was telling Jay, I'm like, it, is uh, Brian coming back on? I'm like, when's Brian coming back on? Is he going to be on this show? And, My and work then... schedule's been getting fucked too recently, but it should be going back to normal here soon. That's cool. Yeah, we're glad to have you back. We missed yes, you we too. Yes, we are. Uh, Christopher, do you have anything? Uh, nope, I'm good. Oh, actually, I do have one thing. I'm sorry. Too I, late. Cut it down. I, <laughs> <laughs> I misspelled uh, Paul Bonassi's name. It's B-O-N-A-C-C-I. I don't know. I think I said two N's earlier. But That's it's, okay. We'll put know, it in the show notes. Yeah, it's in the show notes. Just that that was the only thing I had. So Excellent. That's it. All right. Uh, I don't have anything else. So, as usual, I'd like to close out by saying hi to our international listeners once again. In France, you have our condolences for what happened over there. Uh, we, we are sorry for that. It's terrible. Uh, Australia, Spain, the United Kingdom, Romania, Italy, Belgium, Brazil, Greece, Holland, Sweden, Finland, Canada, Poland, Germany, India, Russia, Portugal, Bulgaria, Croatia, Puerto Rico, and Argentina. And once again, a special shout-out to Sal Mayweather. Please go check out his website, 3dprintergobrr.com. That's 3dprintergobrr.com. And a big shout-out to Paul B. from B-Town, the anarchist of B-Town. He's waving that black banner high and proud. Thank you, Paul. Uh, I'm trying to get Paul on the show. He needs to text me back. Let me know what's going on, Paul. We're going to have you here in studio. So, if you need to get Paulie us, B. B, info at useguyspod.com. We have a big fucking month coming up for use guys next month. It's going to be <laughs> tremendous, tremendous Dude. month coming your way. Uh, home runs. Oh, Monday. man. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, we're going to have a guest on next Thursday. Um, uh, it's not tentative. It's penciled in, not penned in. So uh, look forward to that. But uh, towards the middle of the month, you guys are really going to enjoy what we're going to be bringing to you guys. Don't forget about that Patreon, Patreon forward slash use guys pod for exclusive content. Please check out the BitChute channel. Subscribe. Don't be a fucker. Subscribe. I've seen you guys watch it. I know you're watching it. Please just hit the fucking subscribe button for me, okay? Do the same thing on the on the YouTubes, please, okay? Do the same thing yeah. on there. And to the guy who commented on our video about us being knuckleheads, go start your own fucking show, you douchebag. That's all I have to say. Tonight. Bag of fucking dicks. <laughs> oh, man. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Peace.